you're up early. Good for you. And welcome to the pre-W Smith Show on 760 WJR. All right. Welcome indeed. Wrapping up a big week right here in the Metro Detroit region and beyond. Thanks for joining us. Look, you know, there are some things that we do as Americans that are just people marvel at. Every now and then there's an achievement that pops up, whether it's in sports, whether it's in the arts and culture, it doesn't matter what it is. Every now and then someone does something special and you say, wow, how did he or she do that? And, you know, when you hear a great entrepreneurial story, you know that there were there's toil and there's risk and there's being bold and you've got to have vision and you've got to do the work. You've got to be up early. You've got to be up early listening to our show to get the day started right. You know, these entrepreneurs who reach high levels of success with their businesses, with their dreams, it's really something to behold. And, you know, we've got a show that we do every Saturday at one o'clock right here on WJR, where we feature an iconic story, uh, an entrepreneur who's done something really special, built a business, and uh, we get the backstory. We get kind of the human side of the story of success. It's not so much about the numbers and how big and this and that. It's really about how did you do that? How did it happen? We want to hear the backstory. We want to know who you are. And so we feature these iconic entrepreneurs on Business Biography. And as I say, tell the backstory. You know, every now and then an entrepreneur comes along. It kind of reminds me like of Tom Brady. Tom Brady goes into the game. You got two minutes left to go. You're down two touchdowns. Can we win? Of course we can. Tom Brady did that. Of course he did that. It's just a a guy that goes in and gets it done. Well, such is the story we're going to cover tomorrow of an entrepreneur here in our region. His name is Mike Palmer. And he acquired from his uncle, he never wanted to work for anybody else, acquired from his uncle a single location pet store, and now has grown that into 12 locations. Major success story. Of course he did that. Of course, that's the kind of guy Mike Palmer is. We're happy for him. We're thrilled. And we're going to be sharing his story tomorrow on Business Biography. Make sure you tune in. It's a great one. And we've got a little preview. Here's a little Mike Palmer. We took a segment from tomorrow's show, and we've got it for you right here. Let's hear him. Mike. Actually, uh, from a, a very early age, I had an uncle that had a party store in Belleville, Michigan. It was a party store off Main Street. And then down below, there's a marina off Belleville Lake. And my uncle Roy, one of the greatest highlights of my childhood was spending weekends and helping him out at the little party store. And I watched him interact with people. He knew everyone's name that came in that store. They absolutely loved him. He literally, and I can't tell you, I, I say this, he could have been mayor of that town. He was I think just, uh, you know, the way people had just recognized and appreciated him. And I loved seeing that. I loved seeing the pride that he had. And he, very humble himself, wouldn't ever speak of it. I just saw it, and I saw the way he made people light up. And I saw and felt the pride that he must have had for owning his own business and having people come into his store and recognize him for who he is. And I, it wasn't because of the products on the shelves. I really recognized that people came in the store because of him and that was something that, again, resonated and helped me to formulate the way I needed to be if I was going to be a successful business owner. Now, what type of business I was going to own, I had no clue, but I absolutely knew that I never wanted to work for anyone at all, and I always wanted to own my own business. And then at some point, you determined that that business that you would start is in uh, pet products. Yes. My uncle Ray Actually, uh, I, I came about owning this business in a very unconventional way. I started by actually working the business. The original Premier Pet Supply opened at 13 Mile and Southfield in Beverly Hills in 1992. I was a sophomore in high school. I started working for my uncle in 1994 when I graduated high school. And 
I admittedly, my mom wasn't a great pet lover and, you know, being busy, you know, I'd bring in, you know, I had a hamster, I had a goldfish. We didn't have the dog or cat at home. It just was too much. And so I didn't grow up with pets in the home, but I quickly recognized what an incredible business it was and how much people loved their animals, treated them like family, sometimes even better than their own kids. And uh, I really, really enjoyed the business and I loved it. And it took a couple years, but it really started to click with me. And my mother had always taught me, no matter where I had worked, no matter who I worked for, always treat that business like it was your own. And it even started at a young age. I mean, I worked since I was 10 delivering newspapers. You know, I, I was a caddy. One of my first retail jobs was at Bed Bath & Beyond. And, you know, I, I worked there and I think my mom had me work there because she wanted the discount. But I really enjoyed that and loved that. And I was recognized by the regional managers even at 16 they wanted to pay for me to go to college so that I could come back to be a manager of uh, one of their stores. And as much as I had appreciated that, even at a young age, I recognized the stress and I guess the demeanor of a lot of the managers there. And I, I never had wanted that because there's a lot of pressure when you work for others and you work in a corporate world. There's a lot of things you can learn and gain and, and obtain from uh, having the corporate experience, but it was not something that I wanted to do as a career. And so working at the store for my uncle, I truly treated that business as if it were my own. Now, my uncle comes from a grocery background. Him and his brothers had markets, smaller markets, and his brothers thought he was absolutely crazy when he told them that he was going to open a 6,000 square foot store selling pet supplies. You know, their markets were smaller. They said to him, you know, we've got markets for people that were smaller. You got to be out of your mind if you're going to open a store exclusively for pets. Now in 1992, we're talking Pet Supplies Plus that is now this huge national conglomerate of over 600 stores. In 92, they only had six stores. So this wasn't really a thing that was uh, common at all. You know, the pet stores were just kind of breaking in. And a lot of people that were in the business, because I would travel around and check other stores out just to see where, you know, where we fit in or how we were doing it, you know, as a way to measure, you know, where we were in relation to the other stores around. I recognize that most of the pet store owners back then did it because and only because, which isn't a bad reason, but because they love the animals. But, you know, if any advice I give to entrepreneurs, don't get into a business just because you love it. Just because you love physical fitness and love working out, don't think you can be a trainer and open a gym. You know, you have to really understand and recognize business. And a lot of these people, you know, unfortunately weren't business people, they were pet people. And you got to be both. And I recognized that and I, and I tried to apply, you know, what business I knew to the pet industry along with the compassion and the care for animals as well. So when I was 21, what I did is I kind of, by that time, I was running the store exclusively. See, my uncle, coming from that grocery background, he knew to provide the, the essentials. And what he'd always taught me is you need a clean, a well-lit, fully stocked store. But that's essentially where things stopped with him. And, and no knock to him, but when you have markets or grocery stores, that's basically all you have to do. There's no real customer service aspect. You got the product on the shelves, people come in for it, you put the product back up, keep it clean, you know, give them what they want and they're good to go. What my uncle didn't recognize is that, especially in this business, but most, like we had spoke of before, it, it's about relationships and formulating those. He didn't get it and he'd understand. And sometimes he'd get slightly annoyed and ask me questions like, why did you spend so much time with that one customer? And you need to move quicker. And, and not that I was, I, I worked my butt off, but in his mind, he just wanted to see me move in stocking shelves, doing the essentials. And he didn't recognize that what I was doing was just building these relationships, building a rapport making sure the customers felt comfortable and confident with the purchases that they were making. It took about 20 years, but he sat me down one day. He goes, you know what, Mike, I get it now because it was really important to me that I not only put that time and effort into the customers that were walking into the doors of the store, 
but also did the same in the community surrounding that business as well and did events and, and worked those and did the grassroots type of stuff. And he didn't get that either. He felt I should be in the store on the floor and I'm spending too much time. What do I need to go to the schools and talk to five-year-old kids about goldfish for? And why am I taking animals to uh, a community event or, you know, things like that. And it took him a long time, but he recognized that those were the important things that actually helped to build and grow our business and establish us and give us the reputation that we had. Okay, to hear the rest of Mike Palmer's story, be sure to tune in tomorrow for Business Biography, right here on WJR. All right, headed to a quick break. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show.